Hi, good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VRA investing update. Hope you're all having a good day so far. You know, before we get into today's action, which has kind of been all over the map, but still, it is better. We have to talk about what's happened the last three days in the Dow Jones and, and to the broader markets to a, a, a bit of a lesser degree, but specifically in the Dow Jones, because this is a pattern, potentially a pattern change. You know, uh, in, especially in our VRA investing system, I think long-term market watchers know that the smart money hour, the final hour of trading, that's the hour to watch. That's the hour to watch. The open, they say, is for amateurs. The close is for professionals. That's, that's uh, my mentors taught me that 30-something years ago. And it's held up, by and large. And what we've seen the last three days in the Dow Jones, think about last Friday. Friday, the, the midday, the Dow Jones was down 600 points. Well, it closed positive, so it had a 600-point move higher, right? Monday was a rip-roaring day the entire day. Open strong, went up as much as 750, closed up 600 points. So again, 600 point move higher, minimum. And then yesterday, third day in a row, we're down over 500 points in the Dow. We rally all the way back. We get to 100, 100 points positive before closing up like 50 or 60, right? So that's three 600 point moves higher in the Dow Jones in three days. Now, besides being really strange action, what does that mean? Most important about that is that all three of those happened in the last afternoon in the afternoon trading with most of that action in the smart money hour especially uh, fridays and yesterdays and that could be a potential tell uh it's one of the things we start watching early along with the internals and again the market internals were pathetic really horrible for almost the entirety of 2021 uh it's amazing really that the markets held up last year the only reason they did is because Megatech, <clears throat> about 10 companies, held the entire market up. Otherwise, everything else was going down. We've talked about this a lot, right? Kathy Wood's names, ARC, uh, her Innovation ETF. You know, that thing started falling in, in February of 21, right? It's been in a bear market for 15 months, essentially. Stocks falling, all our holdings falling, falling as much as 77%. That didn't just start, right? That, that's not new. That's been happening. Folks, that's been happening with most of the market for over a year. And this, I think, is interesting because, and I don't really hear anyone talking about this, but if we've had like a slow train, train crash, which is what we've had, then maybe we're not going to have a classic uh, capitulation either. Maybe we're going to have a slow, maybe we're having it right now, a slow capitulation and a slow bottoming process with things gradually getting better. That's happening in the internals, right? We have a, maybe a new smart money hour pattern with the Dow Jones. We do see things are starting to get better. And we also see something very interesting today. Tyler touched on this quite a bit in his, uh, in, in his end of day podcast yesterday. If you're not joining us, we do a podcast at the close every day. We put it in about 30 minutes to the close. We try to keep it to no more than 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, some days a little shorter, some days a little longer, depending on what's happening. But uh, you can join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. You'll see all of our uh, uh, possibilities there, the podcast, et cetera. All of our member options there, VRAinsider.com. And Tyler covered this yesterday, that the uh, we're seeing early signs, right, that uh, we are seeing, again, another pattern change, potentially from the Federal Reserve. Now, we're going to get the Fed's uh, uh, FOMC minutes today from their May meeting of about three weeks ago. And I don't know what that will tell us, because, again, it was three weeks ago. But I think what's happening now is there's a new line of thinking that's beginning to emerge that the Fed is, been, is not going to be as aggressive as they've been threatening to be when it comes to rate hikes. Uh, Atlanta Fed, Bostic, I think his name is, talked about this yesterday, saying, yeah, we're still going to have a number of rate hikes, but, but maybe it's not going to be as aggressive on the back end. And then uh, uh, he had another talking about cutting rates next year. You know, So here they are again, right? 
uh, they, they, as Tyler said, they, they have to they have to raise rates so they can then cut them later. Uh, that is what they've done in the past, is it not? So the, the new line of thinking is we may be looking at uh, a Fed that's not going to be as aggressive. And by the way, the bond market's telling us that. It sure looks to be another pattern change. And if you saw what happened from the ECB yesterday, we found this very interesting. Christine Lagarde, who's the uh, ECB head, was on Bloomberg yesterday, did an interview. Didn't get talked about a whole lot, but I haven't been watching at the time. And they asked her about a recession, kind of pinned her down. She says, you know, uh, you guys are still doing QE. And they are, by the way. ECB is still active in quantitative easing. And they're talking about stopping that in July. But again, still active there. But again, not many people talk about that here in the U.S. And then they're talking about selling, starting to begin letting their, their bonds roll off uh, beginning in July and August. She pretty much backed away from that because when she was asked the question about the recession, and I want to get this quote right, she said, we're not ready to say that the economy could be headed into recession, but we are watching closely as always. And folks, that is Fed speak. That's central bank speak for. Yeah, we're headed into recession. So that matches what we've been hearing uh, out of Europe from my European banking contacts there that said once Russia uh, was removed from the European banking system, more specifically the oligarchs, uh, the money was just they, the money left overnight. Like they knew either get it or they're going to keep it. And so these Russian oligarchs just had money wired out. Like the, my banking contact said it happened faster than they could even believe it happened. It was just gone. Like, who does that? How, how, do you, how do you withdraw billions of dollars overnight? Well, they, they, they were ready. And that left a big hole in, the, in the, these European banks' balance sheets. And I've been hearing now for months, last two, three months, that, the, that Europe was going to have a recession and that there'd be another bailout for banks coming for, by the ECB for European banks. Folks, that looks like that's going to be the case here. The point I'm making is, if things are slowing that radically in Europe, and they are, and now they're talking about cutting off Russia's oil, maybe even their gas. I mean, this is, these are insane policy ideas here. Insane. A recession is a given in Europe. It's just a given because energy prices will be so high, it'll shut everything down. That's, of course, happening here in the U.S. Again, we're, you know, no country's an island anymore. We're all interconnected. And we're already seeing a big slowdown in the U.S. Think about what's happening happened really since the 10-year, and I've got the chart here in front of me, the 10-year chart just jumped from the end of uh, March, very end of March, from a yield of 2.3% to a yield today, it hit a high of almost 3.2%. So again, what is that? In just over a month, from 2.3% to 3.2%, that's a major move higher in, in a very short period of time in the 10-year. Those are uncommon, like really uncommon. And, and now we're seeing completely back off. And this morning, this afternoon, the 10-year is back to a 2.75%. So that calamity is really what's played havoc with the stock market, right? It's really killed tech, semiconductors, everything else has fallen lower. And now what are we seeing? Now we're seeing all the indicators, not just the stock market action and housing and the transports, retails getting slaughtered, okay? Tech getting slaughtered, social media companies being slaughtered. We're seeing one after another after another a sector being taken to the woodshed. And folks, this has to have the Fed's attention. You know, I, I, we have to believe that Jay Powell sees what we see and that the stock market is a leading indicator of what's going on with these companies because they're clearly warning about slowdowns. We saw it from Target, saw it from Walmart. We saw, we saw it from a Dick Sporting Goods today, although the stock has turned on a dime now. And, of course, we saw it with social media companies, Snapchat, and all those stocks got hammered yesterday, so advertising concerns. So if the Fed wanted to slow down the economy, mission accomplished, that's happening. Now the question is, 
how close do they want to take us to recession, right? This is the cat and mouse game they're now playing. I bring all that up to say this. This improvement we're seeing in the markets, and it's slight. I'll give you that. It's very slight. But I'm talking about improvement in the internals, okay? The improvement, the, the fall in the 10-year, right? These subtle things or not so subtle things that are happening now tell you the market's trying to bottom here. It, the market's trying to find its footing, some equilibrium. And because that's the case, if the, if the Fed's going to start leaking out, you know what, maybe we're not going to be so draconian in our, in our rate hikes, okay? Maybe we're not going to introduce quantitative tightening as soon as we thought we would, as aggressively as we thought we would. Then you're going to start to see tech outperform. You're going to start to see tech outperform. You're going to start to see semis lead. You, that's happening today, by the way. You're going to start to see the internals continue to improve as they have been. Today, the internals are two to one positive across the board. And again, this last three days, 600-point rally in the Dow Jones off of deeply oversold levels. Again, these are pa early pattern changes. I'm not trying to read too much into it. But as you know, I do believe that most stocks have already bottomed. I think this is a stock picker's market. I think this is a time to be looking for opportunities. And, uh, you know, you've got the, you got the, wild, the kind of the wild card out there of the midterms in five and a half months. And, you know, unless the Democrats want to lose everything, you know, and, and go over uh, come November, uh, uh, tongue in cheek, uh, then you got to think they want to have a better economy and a better stock market. Obviously, they want to handle inflation. That's the biggest concern of everybody. But you want you think they want to see the, the stock market rip roaring higher right into the midterms to make people think, hey, things are OK here because the wealth effect works both ways. The wealth effect is the stock market and its impact it has on people, right? It's not just the wealthy. It's not just the elite. It's not just the 1%. It's your 401ks. It's your IRAs. It's everything we look at day to day to go, I feel really good about things. Or, my God, I'm losing so much money. I don't want to buy anything. I, I may even have to sell a home or something, you know? That's the wealth effect, and it works in both directions. So that's the, uh, the tightrope the Fed's walking. We have to hope they're smart enough to know, you know, when to uh, take their foot off the gas. And uh, the market, I think, is telling us that that might be coming. And final point, you got to remember, all of this is happening when investors could not be more bearish. All the sentiment, in, in, I mean, all of them, okay, are either extremely oversold or, like, couldn't be, get more oversold, right, more bearish. Uh, we talk about that often here because it's such an important, I think, I think at the extremes of the markets, there's nothing more important than investor sentiment. And right now, investor sentiment is saying, it is. It's just saying back up the truck. Investor sentiment is saying we may not be at the lows, but man, we're close. And when that turn comes, you're going to see a lot of people come back into this market. Short start to cover. Again, that's fuel for the fire. It's a double purchase. And by the way, we're also coming up at the end of the month here. So you've got end of month equity inflows coming, which have already been strong. Share buybacks are returning like aggressively. So uh, there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic here. It's been a brutal run. Most of it brought on by the action of the 10-year, which is now reversing, and the, uh, again, the, the, the draconian uh, uh, jawboning of the Federal Reserve. So that's how we're looking at it, folks. That's how we're approaching it. Uh, and as always, appreciate you watching. Uh, join us for today's podcast at the close. And again, sign up there at vrainsider.com. Always, we appreciate you watching. Have a great day, everybody.